episode 3 is full day. Aoife, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Ian? Hi, perfect. This week we are going to have a few people on for interviews and the general theme is going to be about how exercise can impact your mental health, how a balanced diet can impact and kind of just keeping your body well to keep your mind well nearly. Today we have a special guest on called Gwen and today she'll be chatting to us about the benefits of dieting and exercising but also the dangers of taking it too far. I think it's funny for me about doing exercise this week because I've just started cancer research, just march all over cancer. So I have to do 10,000 steps every day for the whole march, which is going to be a challenge on the weekends because I don't leave a house much. But uh, I'm trying to do that, so it's nice to kind of be educated more about how fitness can help your mental health and then to be starting this fitness-based challenge. That's actually really cool, Rain. Um, I was gonna think I was thinking of doing something like that, but then there was nothing around my area that's handy enough to do. This is a whole UK thing. It's just ten thousand steps every day. I literally seen that for it on TV. You can register wow. online for it. I was writing about this week. And we got talking to Derry City and Cervantes to Councillor Ryan McCready. Let's see what he had to say about our podcast and new form in general. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this part of the Studio Two podcast. I'm Rain, and here today I'm joined by. Amy Lee and Summer. And uh, today we'll be interviewing Derry and Sarban District Council Councillor. Ryan McCready. Could you explain your job a bit more as a district as a councillor in Derry and Sarban District? That's a really good question. No messing around. So a councillor is somebody who's elected from a certain area. So you in Studio Two is Bally Arnott District electoral area. And there's so many of them that makes up the whole council area. And so I represent people in the Fahan area, which is very rural, Eglinton, Strathfoyle all the way out past new buildings and, and all the way around the city. Primarily a councillor's job is to represent and speak for the people on local issues and make decisions for them. So things like when you pay rates, so if you own a house or you have a business, you have to pay so much rates a year and that goes into a big pot in council. And our pot in council is around £70 million and it's up to those 40 councillors that are elected that represent everyone on how that is spent. So your leisure facilities could be foil arena, uh, and everything like your cemeteries, your births, the deaths and marriages, registration, you know, your bins that you put out once a week, alternates black and blue and brown bins, all that costs an awful lot of money because that waste needs to go somewhere, uh, which is a contract, there's a payment required, and we have to pay the people, our council staff and officers and workers, to, to carry out all the duties. And uh, so we would make those decisions, and the staff would go away and, and, and act and, and carry out all these duties around council. All right, so we're going to each ask Ryan one final question to uh, Summer. What's your favourite dinner, Ryan? My favourite dinner, which I don't often get, which is a big piece of beef, some champ, and maybe a small glass of red wine. You like your Guinness too, you told us. Mm-hmm. So. I would be okay with Guinness as well, especially during the Six Nations and the rugby. Well, your favourite school? My, well, I'm biased because... I'm going to lean towards the schools that I went to. I went to Fahan Valley Secondary School, but that was before it was what's now called Les Neil. The one over in the water side? Yes. You just said that they changed names, so basically you just called yourself old. I know, and you know what? Time stands still for nobody. Like you think, see, you're all young now, and you think, oh, life's forever. It runs down very quickly. Every year gets quicker and quicker. But I talk about mental health, and like I'll... I'll share with you some of my experiences with mental health. I set up a a veterans hub to deal with mental health issues, to get them to speak out, to be with like-minded people and, you know, to share their experiences and and not feel lonely and not have the stigma that they don't speak out and don't put them in that really bad place where they're thinking of taking their own lives. 
so that matters deeply to me. So when I you know, speak with you and you mention mental health, I do care. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear how you, you know, your lived experience. You've got social media, you've got TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and you're always on show 24-7. And also, like, I couldn't name one thing that someone our age couldn't be interested in without being made, like, fun of, getting maybe, like, bullied or shy bullied mm. for. Yeah. And it's, like, really horrible to think about. See what you've just said? So I went through some, and so I've learned lessons, and there's four lessons that I, you know, I still kind of live by. The first one is, so, is they think differently. So not always be in the group think, you know, with the crowd and just follow because, well, that's what everyone's doing and have the confidence to think differently. So if you're interested in baking cakes and bake cakes or if you've got a way to think differently, then have the confidence to do so. My second lesson in life is about surround yourself with positive people. So see if you're in an environment or a social networking site or your friends which are really keeping you up at night or eroding your self-confidence or or picking on you, or are they really your friends or are they just there because you have no choice but to be in that classroom or to be in that social setting? So for me, I'm now in a position in my life, I can select who I want in my life. I can say, do you know what? No, you're just not for me. I wish you all the best, but I want positive people in my life. So earlier on, we were chatting about how a balanced diet and exercising can improve your mental health. And next up, we have Summer and Cara, who's going to chat a bit more about it. Hey, I'm Summer. Hey, I'm Cara. Today we're going to be talking about healthy eating and exercise and just the benefits of it. It's important to exercise and have a balanced diet and to do them two things simultaneously. Whenever you exercise it also releases a happy endorphin called serotonin. Serotonin is like a part of your brain that like causes the happiness like trigger. Yeah I'm pretty sure it's part of your brain chemistry and it gets you into a better mood. Exercise can make you feel better by making you feel like you've accomplished something, making you feel more happy and even just happy that you did something that day and not just sat around doing nothing. Like say in the past if you like ever suffered from depression or even if you have like anxiety currently if you're like exercising you're putting yourself in like a certain position where you know you have a goal and you know you want to do something and whenever you achieve it it would make you happier or it would make you feel a wee bit more accomplished that you're doing something rather than just sitting around your house and doing nothing. It's recommended that children around our age and even a bit older it's recommended to get an hour exercise a day if that's working out or even walking. Yes, there's aerobic exercise and there's like some exercises where it's strengthening like your muscles and your bones. But whenever you're exercising, you have to make sure that you're keeping it at a moderate level just so you don't overdo it. And like, which could possibly lead to eating disorders or like becoming addicted to it. Yeah, and like when you're exposed to like social media and everything, and that may lead to many more things like, as you said, like eating disorders and everything. Yeah, like with eating disorders, whenever you like see people online that like even like you would idolise or you've just like recently seen them online, just like a picture and you can't stop thinking about it. And like you're just thinking that, you know, you you look a certain way and sometimes you're not as confident in yourself whenever you see someone that you think looks better online, even though most of it could be filtered or even photoshopped. And you have like, whenever you're exercising, Sometimes you would think about that and then you would try to like make that your goal, but that's not always the reality, which could be very dangerous in a way. Yeah, I agree. It's important to know that you're at a healthy weight and not over it or under it and to make sure that you're not too obsessed with trying to eat more or eat less 
The best way to stay healthy is just to have a balanced diet, you know, don't overeat sugary foods, but also, like, treat yourself once in a while and just, like, exercise when you can because not only does it release happy endorphins, as we've already discussed, but it can, like, it makes you feel accomplished whenever you do it and, as well, it's very productive and very healthy for your own self. Even exercising, well, maybe when you don't even know you're exercising, like, being out walking or even playing, like, football or just mess around doing gymnastics with your friends you may not realize it but you're actually still working out then yeah like someone was saying if you're like gymnastics if you don't particularly like doing like exercise or like weightlifting then you could like do something to resort to it like I know Summer does dance (laughs) so Summer really enjoys dancing and that's really healthy for Summer as well to do that like she's getting active doing some exercise you know she might not even realize it but I'm so Summer really enjoys it because she's always talking about it and like it's really healthy for her to be doing that too so for summer, she's found an exercise that, like, she really enjoyed. So that, that would be better if you wanted to, like, even just just to get healthier, just to get an ideal weight, then you could just do something that fits best for you, that makes you happy whenever you're doing it, rather than just doing something just to prove that you can do it for, like, exercise. Overall, the secret to a healthy weight and a healthy diet is really just balance. Thanks for listening. We'll hand it back to Ian and Aoife. Bye. Thank you, Summer and Kiara. That was very useful information. So anyways, on to our guest speaker, Gwen. She will be getting interviewed shortly by Jess and Aoife. <laughs> hey, I'm Jess and I'm here with Aoife today and we're interviewing Gwen Doherty. And she's a local cir- circus performer and an aerial fitness is- instructor. So Gwen, as we already know what you work as, uh, you should tell us a bit about your job. Like, What do you like actually do in your job? So I do circus performance, I do stilt walking, fire dancing and hula hooping. I do that for In Your Space Circus based here in Derry and Premier Circus in Belfast. And I also teach aerial dance classes. At the moment I'm teaching aerial hip classes at Dragonfly Studio in Pennyburn here in Derry. That's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> I do dancing here in Studio 2 and uh, we do contemporary and we did the parades in Halloween. And Christmas for 2021 and we're doing the St. Paddy's Day now for 2022. Brilliant, fantastic. I've probably been in the parade with you guys a couple of times now. Yeah, you could have, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. How did you get under that kind of work? Uh, so I found myself unemployed for a couple of years and I didn't um, have very much to do and I saw some classes for circus classes um, and for aerial classes in Letterkenny as well and I started training and within a year I was performing and then within another year of that I was teaching aerial dance as well. Is it like hard to do it or like what kind of training do you need for it? So we always try to encourage uh, conditioning and strength training throughout the classes so even if you come in and you don't have much of a fitness base we will work to build up your fitness and your flexibility and your strength throughout the classes. It is difficult to learn, but we find that it's so much fun that it really gives you a drive to achieve through it. The classes are designed that everybody gets what they need from it. What advice would you give to young people when it comes to dieting and exercise? Well, having a healthy balance between your diet and your exercise is really important and being healthy is very important you know um eat well eat often and exercise well and exercise often it's always a risk especially when you're young because there's so much pressure from social media from everywhere from all aspects of life to look a certain way behave a certain way you know um 
it can make it very, very difficult to live healthily when you're a teenager, you know, to not go into excess one way or the other for overeating or undereating. So it's really important that you're aware that you're educated when it comes to how much exercise is beneficial and how much is going to be detrimental to you. And the same with your diet, like having a good knowledge of what to eat and then controlling your treats as well. Chinese, maybe once a night a week rather than every night of the week <laughs> it would definitely help and your sugar intake and things like that as well so it's not that you would need to especially at a young age be on a restrictive diet just having a good balance with what you eat when you eat and how much you eat is enough i think i eat one too many Chinese's. <laughs> I think I might do every once in a while as well. I think we're all guilty of overindulging, especially in takeaways and especially during the winter because when it's cold, when it's wet outside, we crave comfort food. We definitely do. And it's harder to exercise because the days are shorter and it's just in general harder to stay motivated. See, by exercising, what do you mean exercising? What kind of exercise would you do? Well, they do recommend about 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes of exercise every day. I walk every day. I have a, a dog and we like to go down to the beach. So that's my daily exercise. It's also a daily meditation for me. Being at the beach, I find it very soothing, very relaxing. Just listening to the water and enjoying the smells of the ocean and whatnot as well. I love it. There's so many different forms of exercise that I think it's really important that you find the one that works for you. Whether that's through dance, through weight training, through working through the gym. Um, some people enjoy running. I don't. I don't run unless somebody's chasing me. <laughs> that's just my rule. Um, but there's definitely other people that get pleasure from that. For me, it's really important that you enjoy the exercise that you're doing. How does exercise benefit your mental health? Well, according to Elle Woods, exercise releases endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. And happy people just don't kill their husbands. <laughs> Why is it harmful to exercise too much? In terms of eating disorders, one of the things that comes up with it is over-exercising, which a lot of people would be guilty from. Over-exercising can lead to detrimental weight loss and it can also damage your body as well. If you're not feeding your body properly and you're exercising too much, it's going to damage you physically, it's going to affect your muscles, and it can even affect your bone structure and your skeletal structure. It really does affect everything if you overexercise. The same way that if you underexercised, it would affect your whole body, where you might become extremely overweight if you over if you underexercise. If you overexercise, you might find yourself on the opposite side of things, being extremely underweight. If you saw a friend and you were thinking they were exercising too much or eating too little, what would you do to help? I would have a conversation with them. Um, it's difficult to open up a conversation like that, but it would definitely come around to how the person was feeling. You know, like, um, do you feel like you need to exercise this much? Do you feel like you shouldn't eat? Do you feel like you are restricting how much that you eat? Or do you eat a lot and then exercise it off? Or do other things to get rid of it? That is a difficult conversation to have with somebody, but the best way of doing it is not to be coming at them like you're accusing them of having issues or problems, but more of an, from an understanding place where you want to help them. A lot of issues around eating disorders and issues with food come from control, come from emotional issues and from mental issues as well. 
So when it comes to approaching somebody with those concerns, you really got to take your time and do it from a very sensitive place. Making somebody feel shameful or guilting somebody into eating or whatever. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's not good. Like um, in my case, I was a punisher restrictor with my anorexia. So basically anytime that I felt that I had done something wrong or said something wrong or was just in general just feeling off in myself, I would punish myself through starvation. That was my go-to. Um, and I did it for many, many years. And then it got to the stage where it was no longer bringing me the satisfaction that I was getting originally. And I no longer had control over it. It had control over me. So I ended up in a very, very unhealthy place. Um, but luckily I was able to go through rehabilitation and come around from it. However, seven, six, seven years uh, post rehab, it's still at times when I'm really, really emotionally distressed. It's almost like a go-to. And I have to remember that I've gone through all the steps to walk away from it. It may still come up every once in a while, but I know what to do to settle those feelings. And even though I might skip a meal here and there, it's nothing like the days and weeks that I would have done it before. So I am in a much better place. And the thing I always remember myself is you deserve it. You deserve food. You deserve happiness. You deserve this exercise. It's all coming from a good place. Were you aware that it was happening before it like got bad or anything? Or did was it intentional? For years, it was it was intentional. I had tried different things at the time. Um like cutting and, and burning and uh bulimia as well. But none of them gave me the I use the term satisfaction, but you know that's kind of how it felt for me. Whenever I felt hungry, I could focus on that feeling and it would distract me from feeling upset about something or angry about something, you know? So, and of course, when you're a teenager, you have those feelings a lot. So that's where it kind of developed from. Knowing what you know now about it, would you change anything that you did in the past? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, there have been long-term effects from my anorexia. I have osteoporosis. I stopped having periods just before I went into rehabilitation. Um, and obviously that affected my reproductive system. My hair started falling out and my teeth started breaking as well. So aesthetically, everything was starting to kind of break down. But once, once I went through rehab and everything started to get better again, it was a different sort of well, if that makes sense. And one of the things that I was done with when in terms of anorexia was constantly being sick because I was so underweight, because I was so undernourished that I was open to infections all the time and I felt constantly ill. So I went to rehab. I was there for six weeks and I started to gain some weight and I got myself into a good place mentally. That was from December to January in 2014. And as faith would have it, just as I started to feel healthy again, I got diagnosed with cancer in April of 2015. And I thoroughly believe to this day that if I had to have been through rehab at the time that I went through rehab, that I wouldn't have survived cancer. I don't, I'm, the term survivor is good, but I, I kicked its ass. You know, I didn't just, I didn't just survive it. I whipped it and pushed it into the ground and burnt it. What advice out there would you have for like young people with like bad body image or like a bad 
food relationship? It's so easy these days to have issues with body image and issues with food. There's so much social media that pushes looking this way and looking that way. And it's impossible with filters and apps that constantly change how people look. It's so hard to be happy with how you look in yourself when you live in a world where everything looks fake, basically. So that's the advice I would give everybody is enjoy how you look. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You don't need a filter. You don't need to lose weight. You don't need to gain weight. You're fantastic as you are as long as you're happy. If you want to look like somebody else or like something you've seen on Instagram, that's unachievable. So just don't worry about that. But if you want to wear a little bit of lipstick, get your hair cut, dye your hair, go for it, do it. If you want to lose a little bit of weight and you know you're going to stay in a healthy bracket, do it. If you need to gain a little bit of weight because you know it will look better to have a bit more booty, do it. (laughs) (laughs) But make sure it comes from a healthy place and that it's not because of the expectations society put on you. Thanks for that there, Gwen. That's really good advice. And just thank you for coming on today. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here with you both. All right, folks. Welcome back. Bitches for last. Today we're going to be playing a little game. Don't you reach your teeth. I'm Reese, and today we're going to be playing Don't Show Reese Your Teeth, where you have to say a phrase, and I have to guess what you're saying, but you can't show me your teeth. So, who wants to start? I'll go first, I guess. What? I haven't a clue. Wait there, no. Say it again. Say it louder. Oh, it's raining cats and dogs. Well done, Reese. Correct answer. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, same here. I'll go next. The elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. <laughs> Correct answer. It's Jess. I'm a six inch hoe. I'm a such a, a six inch dog. No. I'm a six inch hoe. Oh, you're as sick as a dog. Uh, well done. <laughs> okay. What's easier? Yes, who's back? Back. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Couldn't be bored. Oh, Lord. Can't be I'll tell us a bars. Correct answer. Thank you. Right, and again. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. No, not right. <laughs> nearly, nearly. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. I was wondering, Julian, you gotta write the first thing. Well done. A bumbling band of baboons. A bumbling band of baboons. Blood. That was right, well done. Thank you all uh, for playing Don't Show Your Race Your Teeth and finding out that I'm really good at this game. So I'm going to have to, you know, flaunt to the parties. So, thank you. And good night. Alright everyone, this week's word of the week is gyak. Gyak is an Irish term meant for idiot or someone who can barely remind themselves to breathe. An example of this would be Eva sitting there looking around (laughs) gyak. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Ryan, especially, for calling me a lovely gack. Thank you. <laughs> um, next week, we'll be chatting about uh, relaxation and man meditation. 
and we hope that you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you later bye, bye.